Um, this morning's gospel reading comes from the 17th chapter of John. Um, and one of the things that I find interesting about this reading, you know, you know, we listen to things differently if we know that it's somebody's last words, right? I mean, if we know, you know, we always talk about that when somebody's dying, we want to go talk to them because we want the last thing that we say to them that I love you. Or we want to hear them say, I love you. Well, one of the interesting things about this scripture that I think sometimes falls through the cracks when we study this is that this is probably the last words that Jesus said to his disciples or last conversation that he had with them uh, before he was arrested and later on, um, as I like to say, uh, put through the mockery of a trial and assassinated. Okay? So, um, if these are his last words to his disciples, then we want to really listen to what he's saying. Amen? Amen? So here we go. Jesus said these things, his eyes in prayer. I spell out your character in detail to the men and women that you have given me. They were yours in the first place, and then you gave them to me. And now you have done what you said. They now know beyond the shadow of a doubt that everything you gave me is firsthand from you. For the message you gave me, I gave to them. And they took it and were convinced that I came from you. They believed that you sent me. And so I pray for them. I am not praying for the God-rejecting world, but for those that you gave me, for they are yours by right. Everything mine is yours and yours mine, and my life is on display in them, for I am no longer going to be visible in the world. They will continue on in the world. While I return to you, O holy God, Guard them as they pursue this life that you conferred as a gift through me so that they can be of one heart and mind as we are one heart and mind. As long as I was with them, I guarded them. In the pursuit of the life you gave me through them, I even posted a night watch and not one of them got away except for the rebel bent on destruction. Now I am returning to you. I am saying these things in the world's hearing, so my people can experience my joy is complete in them. I gave them your word. The godless world hated them because of it, because they didn't join in the world's ways, just as I didn't join in the world's ways. I am not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you guard them from the evil one in this world. They are no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. Make them holy, consecrated with the truth. Your word is consecrating truth. In the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. 
I am consecrating myself for their sake, for their sakes, so that they may be truth consecrated in their mission. Wow. <coughs> I, you know, I, I, I think if you, would there have been a dry eye in the house? If you'd have been sitting there with Jesus and, and listening to that prayer? I mean, this is, doesn't this kind of remind you of those evangelical moments, you know, like when you've been at the, at one of those uh, <coughs> for Jesus rally, you know, and that preacher starts up and he starts praying and he gets really personal, mm -hmm. right? And you know that that preacher is talking about you, even though the preacher doesn't know who you are. But here, you've got this guy that they have now spent three years with. And they've gone to hell and back, if you think about it, in the way that they've been treated. You know, there have been massive crowds around him, and some of those crowds have been friendly, but there have been many of those crowds that wanted to kill Jesus. We have those stories. And there was the constant, ongoing fight between Jesus and the religious authorities. So why, then, do we, 2,000 years later, want to talk about this prayer? Now, you know, in the tradition of the church, today is what they call Ascension Sunday. You all know what Ascension Sunday is? Do I have a group that knows what Ascension Sunday is? Amen. It's, it's 40 days after Easter, after the resurrection, and this is uh, traditionally the, the day that they celebrate that Jesus ascends, i.e. Ascension, Sunday that he goes to be with God. And isn't it interesting that John decided in whoever did the Gospel of John, the author, set this in a setting that this prayer would be prayed right before all the chaos happens, all the craziness. And there's two things that I think I want you to get out of this prayer for us today. There are two things. One, I think is obvious, isn't it? It's about mission. It's about what we're supposed to be doing. The second thing, though, and most important thing, I think, is how do we identify? How do you identify within your faith, within your relationship with God? And here's what Jesus was saying. Look, if you identify with me, then I've been honest with you. I have given you the truth. If you identify with me, you know what God is about. You know... Look, folks, in this world, uh, I think somebody came into service today and they had just told somebody they didn't believe in God. Amen? And, I, and you know, and then I'm sitting there and I was thinking the whole time, my gosh, I'm going to be preaching about this. This poor child has no idea what's about to happen to him and what God has just done. Because the simple fact of the matter is, nobody's ever seen God right up until what? Jesus. That's a big claim, folks. That is a huge claim. If you want to know what God is like, then we look to this person that we call Jesus. You know, we have, uh, we live in a world that has all kinds of identifiers, right? Amen? Alice has got this little identifier on her shirt. On her shirt. It's, you know, it's, what is it, 2002? Yeah, 2002. Yeah, was yeah 2002. Gay but 
But we look at that shirt, and it isn't the 2002 that gets your attention, is it? It's the, it's the pride colors. And you sit there and you go, oh, gay. You see the rainbow on, the, on, on our cross, and you go, oh, they're gay friendly. On my umpire shirt, you see USA softball. It used to be ASA softball. But people identify with that because they know when they see that, that those umpires have what? Been through training. That the quality of officiating that they're going to get is a little bit beyond street-level stuff. Amen? We have a problem when it comes to Christianity, though, don't we? Because most people, unless you're, um, unless you're very conservative and evangelical, don't even like to call themselves Christians anymore. Because we've lost that identity, haven't we? It's become, it's, it's, it's somehow become identified with what? Brutality, lack of women's rights, homophobia. It's, it's, it's control. control, power and control and all of that kind of stuff. And it's gotten so bad that I've heard people sit there and go, you know, if this is what Christianity is supposed to be, then I'm not very interested in its God. What that means is, is that we've let the church take over our faith. We've let the church become our owners. Because we can no longer identify with the very person that was sent to give us an identification of what God is and who God is. And that is in the person of Jesus. In other words, that's why he prayed the way he prayed. He knew the moment he was out of sight what the world was going to do. You know, I had somebody tell me as I was talking about this sermon, you know, sometimes during the week I'll kind of kick it around some ideas. I had this person say to me, you know, what I really don't like about this prayer that Jesus did is the fact that Jesus wasn't praying for the world. And I was like, what? Well, yeah, you know. If, if Jesus was really representative of God, and don't you remember, it was in John where it says, for God so loved the world, blah, 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 right? So why wouldn't Jesus pray for the world? And I looked at him and I said, my goodness, this just kind of set up my sermon. Because now it's because Jesus wasn't praying for the world because we got to live in it. It's up to us what the world is and what the world becomes. Do you understand that difference? You have to pray for you and your relationship with God if you expect the world to change. It's about you and what you do with that relationship with God. That is why identifying with Jesus is so important and it will help you then be able to identify with God. And if you don't think that there is a God, if you're not sure what God is doing, let me give you three things. And then I'm going to shut up for the morning. Number one, you want to know what God is like? Jesus said there was once a farmer. 
had two sons. And the one son said, I want my blessings now. And went off and took his blessings and blew it on all kinds of high living. Now remember, Jesus is telling us what God is like. And when that son realized that he was at the end of his rope and had nothing else to do except get back in his relationship with God, what did he do? He made that decision. And what did God do? While he was still yet a long ways off, God ran to him and embraced him. And when the kid tried to confess what a jerk he was, Jesus tells us that God was not listening but calling for a party. So point number one, if you're having trouble in your relationship with God, understand that God knows where you're at. And all you got to do is desire a relationship with God and God will come find you or bring you to the park. Number two. You know what God expects of you. That you be fair. That you be merciful. And that you be humble with God. Well, wait a minute, Jesus. How many times do I got to forgive in order to have life? Seven? No. Seventy times seven. We know that the resurrection does not take place if Jesus is not willing to forgive those who killed him. Who are you not willing to forgive and therefore not having much of a life? And number three, it has to do not with identity, but with our mission. If you want to know what God wants from you, remember the only command that Jesus gave us. That you love each other as he has loved you. And yes, for the cynics in the crowd, that means you must be willing to die to this world for your brothers and your sisters to have life. God bless you.